just had lasagna and guess what it's good still today hi everyone my name is jordan reed and i'm Lindsay reed and this is spooky spouses a podcast about ghosts and stuff each week we talk about things like cryptozoology lasagna true crime it was good urban legends noodles sometimes noodles anything spooky related mm-hmm. we sure do uh yep and that's right Every single week since we decided to make lasagna earlier this morning, Lindsay will go to the noodle store and I'll go to the sauce factory. And then we reconvene. But while we're there, we research something that's related to the paranormal. I never say that part. And then we come (laughs) inside of our house together, hand in hand, holding a bunch of loose sauce and noodles. And then we discuss what we've researched for the first time with each and every one of you and each other. And this week, I'm going to dedicate my portion of the show to eggplant. I will dedicate my portion, because you didn't tell him it was veggie lasagna. Guess what? It was veggie lasagna. (laughs) I'm going to dedicate my portion of the show to all the noodle factories out there. You know what? I think the unsung heroes of, I guess, maybe Earth are all the noodle factories. And potato growers. And potato... Huh? (laughs) the potato growers i ca- caught myself because i think i blindly just agree with you all the time yeah and i just want to know so where potato farmers well yeah i mean great good i'm happy that they're there and i'm happy <laughs> yeah. that they grow potatoes but well, i want to Potatoes know... are just as good as noodles okay now i feel like what you said might make some people upset mm. and i want to know why why are we well I'm what's not... better in your head potatoes or noodles I don't know if you can compare. I mean, it depends on what you want. They can go together. Well, yeah, great. anything could be that. It depends on what you want. Well, yeah, and that's why I don't know if you can compare potatoes and noodles. Well, then that's saying that you can't compare anything. No, but I just Because it think, just depends on what you want. Yeah, but I just think that they're so different. Like, you could compare, okay, w- I think that this needs to be what type of noodle do you think is the superior noodle or what type of potato is the superior potato? Well, just generally out of food, if you had to pick, oh, hey, for a week I'm going to eat noodles or for a week I'm going to eat potatoes, which would you eat? Hmm. I don't know. That's really hard. Noodles for me. (laughs) Yeah. Is it noodles for you? Yeah, because they're so versatile. Yeah, potatoes are also. I mean, yeah, versatile. potatoes are too. Yeah. We can we could talk about this all day, but yeah, we could. we don't have time. <laughs> I don't well, think, we do yeah. have time. Well, I just don't think anybody cares. And it's nine thirty p.m., so we don't have time <laughs> because we're gonna go to bed as soon as we're done recording this. What did we talk about last week that was spooky? Since we have a spooky podcast, we do. Guess what? Potatoes are scary, and they're the closest. They're the vegetable, if they're a vegetable, they're the underground growing thing that closely resembles an orb, which mm. is a, you know, a ghost thing you see. Ground orbs. A grorb. Yeah. A grorbs. A grorb. What did we talk about last week? I talked a little bit about some trumpets, some trumpet sky things, a little bit about you had a bunch of things that your parents would tell you to scare you when you were younger to make sure you were good you and i were sick last week we were and it was very it was just kind of a weird episode yeah it's okay yeah that's when is right. it really not a weird episode though i don't know 
So, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really sure. Whatever. Uh, what did I... I don't understand what I wrote down in these show notes from last week, but I think that's okay. But you know what I do know is this. And that's uh, bringing back the meme soundboard. Yeah. That I what is that? I don't even know what that is. It says, watch your profanity. Oh. <laughs> I'm glad you picked that one. That's a good one. What's this one? I don't know what this one is. This is a wild card one. Mm. Ready? Yeah. It's someone saying, so, uh, it's saying, whoa. It said, whoa? What do you think it said? Yay. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it kind of sounds weird from over there. It doesn't sound it doesn't sound like whoa at all. Wait, here's this. It's like a sad song. That made me sad. I don't like that at all. Okay. Well, I think I'm first this week, <laughs> so let's dive yeah. in. Yeah, I think you are. Hey, re- really yeah. quick. Yeah. Can we start this episode off by saying our show We have already started it. Can we let's start over. Ready? <laughs> Three, two, one. Hey everyone, it's me, Jordan, and my cool wife, Linz, and we- That's exactly how we start our show. Let's start over. Ready? Three, two, one. Hey, Flam, it's- Hey, Flam. <laughs> I meant to say fam. <laughs> hey, Flams. Okay. What's up? Okay. Will, will you count me in? I'll start off one more time. Three, two, one. Hey, fam, it's your fleek squad, Lindsay and Jordan Reed. We're married and we kiss and we just skateboarded into our cool half pipe office. And we wanted to say thanks for listening. And we say cool words like flam. We flam up and we flam out, but we never flam. We never flam if we don't, if it's not a good one. Okay, well, do you want to really dive into what I have for my spooky topic this week? Yeah, I do. Okay. <laughs> do you really? <laughs> no, it I do. Seem like you do. Yeah, I do. I was just gonna. I uh. was just gonna thank all of our listeners for listening to our show because oh, this is nice. this is our 110th episode. Nice. And I don't. I guess just arbitrarily, humans like numbers that are like easy to look at, and I think that maybe this is one of them. But, yeah, so we'll probably get more listeners because they're like, well, <laughs> they have 110, so cool. And they say flam. <laughs> this is the flam episode. But that's it. I'm just being, I'm, I, I'm just feeling grateful and I just think it's nice. Okay, well, my topic this week is a little bit of something that you kind of already know. Oh, lasagna? <laughs> yeah, and potatoes. This is about the whole, we watched a series on it, the Missing 411 series. There is also a collection of books. Um, the collection of books was written by David Polides, I think you say his last name. But he has six volumes documenting the phenomenon. It's all about the missing people. What I specifically have targeted toward in my story is how many people go missing in national parks all the time and just are never found. Oh, we did. Yeah, there was this one where a kid just all of a sudden, like within literally 10 seconds, Went missing at Crater Lake National Park. And was gone, like, never to be found again. No trace. In 10 seconds or something. And people will go missing and then be found, like, 50 miles away within, like, a few hours. Yeah. That it's, like, impossible for someone to walk that far. I like this. So I kind of have a little bit, um, I told you, obviously, a little bit that these people go missing all the time. They estimate that, I mean, one way or another, whether it's a phenomenon or any of these things that I'm going to get into, that about 1,600 people have gone missing just from national parks alone. 1,600. That they have documented. 
And weren't weren't they in that missing four one one thing trying to get national parks to like say, hey, please be careful because this many people have gone missing at this park. Yeah, and there's also something too. I didn't research too much into it. Weird, but like <laughs> they, when you go missing in a national park, I guess because of the terrain and the you know at your own risk policy, mm-hmm. a lot of times people don't really. I mean, I don't want to say that they don't search for you, but they don't use it as much of an emergency if like say a girl were to go missing in a city okay sure yeah so it's still a big deal but like they're kind of trying to change laws to be like no this is weird people are going missing like without a trace yeah which is unusual. okay so one case that i have is of steven kerbaki he went missing for 15 months whoa and woke up in a field wearing different clothes Wait, wait. So in February 1978, Stephen, who was a student at the time, went hiking in a Michigan area in the U.S. And he was hiking in an area called the Great Lakes Triangle, which I didn't realize that we had a Great Lakes Triangle. It's another kind of creepy topic that there's a guy named Jay Gorley that writes a book about the disappearances of hundreds of ships, boats, and aircrafts that happen in the... Great Lakes Triangle. That's really funny that you bring that up or interesting that you bring that up because I have a topic saved on my phone about all of the different triangles mm. worldwide. Did you have that one? Not today. No. Oh. But I the, the, the Great Lakes Triangle might be in there, but I started just collecting things that I think might be interesting for the show. Yeah. Um, because I never did that before. It would just be like, I'll do this one. But... Yeah, I have a thing specifically related to triangles. It's weird. I mean... It is weird. Like, yeah, the Bermuda Triangle and everything like that, everybody thinks like, well, with the wind patterns and the storms and everything, it's easy to make things go missing. But anyways, Stephen was, like I said, he was hiking in the Michigan area in the Great Lakes Triangle, and he was going to do some hiking, some camping, and then he was also skiing. So he was an outdoorsy person. It wasn't like he went into the woods by himself with no experience or anything like that. He says that he doesn't remember a thing. Nothing at all. He said he went skiing and he gave the authorities a location of where he went skiing and then just doesn't remember anything for the next 15 months. That is... That is extremely weird. Well, they were a little skeptical of it, and they went to the location where he said that he last was and then doesn't remember what happened. And when they went to that location, they actually found his skis and his poles on a beach. And, like, it was right by Lake Michigan, and it was snowy and icy, and it looked like there had been footprints leading up to the lake and then just were gone. Uh, like walking towards the water? Yeah. What the heck? But I was thinking, I'm like, well, if they found him 15 months later and then they went back to look, I mean, would the footprints even be there or were the footprints just kind of like a thing that just made it even more weird? Maybe, uh, I'm not, I'm not a science wizard, but if that area was cold and snowy, which you said it was, and he also brought skis there... Maybe those footprints, the area is just so untouched that the footprints just kind of hung out there. Maybe, but you think the wind would (sighs) blow and I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I didn't really get stuck on that. But the fact that they found his skis and his poles and he said that he was going skiing 
and just blacked out. The weird thing was the footprints that went on, that looked like they went to the lake and then stopped at the lake. Uh They found his backpack on a sheet of ice in the middle of the lake. What the heck? So like, it almost looks like he walked out there put his backpack there and then like disappeared for 15 months and then prayed for aliens to abduct him for over a year yeah he says he doesn't remember really anything at all he remembers everything before he went missing he was found on may 5th 1979 and that was 15 months later he woke up where they found him in different clothes 40 miles from where he was last remembered where he was So I guess if you think about it, in 15 months, do you think you and I could walk 40 miles? Yes. It would take us a while. We could do it. We need to stop for snacks, stop at Wendy's, get some spicy, spicy chickies. But like to have no recollection whatsoever of 15 months of your life and then also be wearing different clothes. Yeah. Did they say like, did did his shirt say like... uh, I was abducted and experimented on and all I got was this lousy t-shirt or something. No. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> but he was wearing somebody else's clothes. So, I mean, I guess he kind of got it. I'm wearing, I only got this lousy t-shirt. Yeah. I, I only w- got this person's lousy clothes. I only got this lousy Hawaiian t-shirt and cargo, cargo khaki shorts. Speaking of that, he also had a small satchel that oh. was tied to him with a bunch of maps that were not his and he had never seen before. That is the coolest part. You always, it's all about the outfit, sure, but it's mostly about the accessories. And that (laughs) is really cool. A fancy, mysterious satchel. it's not cool if you don't remember the last 15 months of your life. Well, maybe for us, for us, it's a little (laughs) cool thinking about it. Because he's, I mean, uh, I guess at face value, he's fine. I guess, except for missing a year and some change of his life. Right. And not remembering it and being creeped out about why. And having a satchel. I mean, wouldn't you think, what what would you be more worried about? That you lost 15 months and you're like, where am I? Or if you all of a sudden realized, oh, what's this on my back? Oh, it's a tiny satchel full of maps. Yeah. I think, well, which, what, which, I, which one would scare you the most? The maps, probably. Accessories. It's like where my, yep. where does this person or thing or whatever want me to go? Like I don't know. Did they follow the maps? Maybe they were onto something. What if they were all maps at Disney World? Maybe they were like maps to DB Cooper's treasure. Maybe they were maps. Okay, let's both say another map that they could be a map. <laughs> I just want to say a music uh, Cedar Point. Oh, just a theme park. Yeah. Map. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Maybe a map at your high school. <laughs> sure or uh yeah like a mall so cool. a map mall map it's a map but it's a little bit oh it actually looks like a board game oh it's dream phone wouldn't it's that be just, cool i liked dream phone i thought dream phone was funny i know where he hangs out it's 40 <laughs> miles away from where he was last seen wouldn't you get if you if you called and you got the nerd and he like kind of liked you like didn't he have a ridiculous voice he probably did like yeah. a real nerdy, like... I, f- I forget, though. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've... I o- really like you. I really like you. <laughs> I remember... What a cool game that was, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I remember um, the mall one. Um, mall Madness. Mall Madness. Yeah, I sure You even do. got a credit card. Yeah, which like, is dangerous. it was cool to have a credit card. Yeah. I remember my girlfriends used to carry that Mall Madness credit card in their purses oh, to make it seem like so they had a sweet. credit card. That's so rad. <laughs> 
I know. I didn't because I'm not like I'm a. No, you're not like I that. I have better stuff. I'm not like that. Yeah, you would you would carry on your dream phone cell phone. <laughs> I I know where E hangs out. It's not at the library. Okay. Well, anyways, Man, that game was fun. <laughs> anyways, poor Steven here. So reporters and police and everybody, they really didn't buy that. Like he didn't remember anything. They didn't believe him at all. Not really. They thought that he had psychological problems. So they like wanted him to go talk to somebody. They wanted him to get help and everything. Well, he proved him wrong because after that whole incident, he was traumatized that he didn't remember anything and he thought it was psychological and maybe something had happened. So in 1983, Stephen got a master's in linguistics and a PhD in clinical psychology. Wow. He's like, no, I'm not crazy. I need to understand how the brain works because I am not crazy. And this is what happened. How was he found? They just found him. He was just sleeping with somebody else's clothes on. Oh, did and you already satchel. say that he was sleeping? I'm sorry. Well, no, he just like he woke. He said he woke up in a field with like. So he just wow. snapped out of it one day. That is bizarre. That is so wild. Yeah. Another um, story that I have. It's not. It's just really weird. Um, there was an Iraq war veteran that wrote a whole long article about how he believes that when he was in Yellowstone National Park, he felt like he almost was just snatched for hours. What? He just lost track of time for hours. He was hiking through Yellowstone National Park and he went off the trail slightly and just doesn't remember anything for the next couple of hours until he kind of snapped out of it again. And he knew it was a couple hours because he checked his watch. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess I understand like kind of losing track of time, but like not remembering hours. Yeah, like... (sighs) There's the whole thing with like you're driving and you kind of zone out. You're on a big, long drive. Then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I've been driving for 20 minutes. That's weird. Yeah. But but not to remember. No. Like, of course, there's the whole thing like you drink too much. You black whatever. Ha ha ha. But like if that was the case with Stephen, then Stephen would have had to have drank. I don't know. Nine years worth of whiskey to not remember 15 months of, wacky of his life. Wacky juice. I mean. Of wacky juice. There are so many stories. There's a woman and her son who claimed that they were missing three hours of walking on a trail. The trail was only a mile and a half. Three. I mean, three hours is a long time. Yeah. That's a very long time. I mean, there's so many people. Um, There's another woman's account of finding herself in a different location than she was. She was hiking about three-fourths of a mile onto a hike, and she saw a marked trail sign kind of off the trail, went towards the sign. She said she was maybe about five feet off the trail, turned around, didn't recognize anything, no trail, didn't know where she was. That is, that's also weird. So people think that people get disoriented or, you know, anything like that, but like they really don't know why these experiences are happening. Um, no, there. I mean, there's so many stories. I have a bunch down that just said there was bizarre things. This um, guy was hiking. Doesn't say what park. He said he looked back and noticed the trail that he was walking on again was just gone and nothing was familiar. He knew he was an outdoorsy person. He knew that certain plants weren't there before. 
Um, he kept his composure and started following this compass to try to make his way back to camp. And he heard what sounded like a consistent snapping sound. Oh, I hate, you know, you really hate to hear that when you're, when you're in the woods. Yeah, unless like you're like in a location where people like snap a lot. Like maybe they're at a jazz concert. Yeah, a jazz club. <laughs> hey, cats. Welcome to the coolest outdoor hiking trail. Well, I wonder because of this and he heard that strange snapping sound that like when he does go places where people start snapping, he's scared. I would imagine so. Because he's or, like, what, it's happening again. Or it was someone, maybe they were having like one of those snap bracelet gatherings in the woods. Oh, those cool but they snap all do bracelets. it at their same time. Mm-hmm, they all do it at the same time. And one, it's kind of loud. One, two, three, snap. One, uh-huh. two, three, snap. One, and two. then. That's a lot of bracelets. Do they go all the way up your arms? Do you start on your legs? You start on your toes. They're very small. Oh. And they get bigger and bigger as you go up. I mean, yeah. you know, we we all know like the the snap bracelets that are, that are going to go around your waist. Obviously, the 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 biggest ones, yeah. So you have to yeah. plan it out. You do one leg at a time, then you do the other leg, then you go up the waist, then you go from your shoulder down to your left hand, then down to your right hand, then you do the neck and face. Mm. So it's a lot of. I mean, it's a lot of snap bracelets. And it's a lot of planning too. It's a lot of planning, and especially like if you do it at night and they're the glow in the dark ones, it's like really cool to see. Yeah. <laughs> and especially everyone if you're likes in the woods. It. I mean, the glow in the dark ones are probably the cooler ones yeah and they're safer honestly yeah if you think about it well anyways he heard the snapping sound he scanned the area didn't see any animals or life forms for some reason he said his eyes started to fixate on a particularly like dark spot in the forest uh like he just couldn't explain why um he said once he kind of locked in and couldn't look away you know like when you kind of he describes it as like when you're kind of gazing off and you just like yeah. can't stop looking you're just staring mm-hmm. probably at someone at panera bread <laughs> watching me man they eat their soup really weird i can't stop watching kind of they they really they eat their soup i like it he said he his whole entire body started locking up he said his head was fully functional, like his brain. He was very aware of what was happening. He just felt like he couldn't move, and he like felt like his body was pinging. What? Yeah. Then all of a sudden, it got super blurry, and then it came back, and he was back on the trail again. That's very weird. Yeah. That's extremely weird. It's super weird. There's a three-year-old boy that went missing in a national park near Mount Shasta, um, he was lucky enough to be found alive. These are all people that are being found alive, too. I mean, I haven't even kind of dug, dug into anybody that just disappears with nothing. Yeah. But he, the five-year-old boy was found um, and asked where he went and where he was at because he was found five miles from where he went missing. And this was in a two-hour time period. He went, he went five miles in two hours? Which I could see, but not in like a thick, dense forest. And like also, it's how, a thick trees and forest. How old is he? Five. Yeah, that's really far and fast for a five-year-old. Far, it's the old saying, far and fast for a five-year-old. <laughs> I say that all the time. Yeah? No. Oh. Of course not. But <laughs> he tried to describe to his parents what happened And in his story, he said he was taken into a cave by a woman that said it was his grandmother. Oh, that makes me want to throw up. That's That's gross. That's really scary. But like, 
He's five. So, like, is it a true story or? Uh, I mean, that's kind of a weird story to make up, right? Especially when you're probably out there scared for a few hours and you can't find your mom. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, when I was seven years old, I told my second grade class that I saw real leprechauns and I did not. So, <laughs> so could, he could, could this kid be making it up? Yeah. May- maybe. Maybe. But. I'm going to believe the kid because this is, I'm I'm sure the, the, the kid was pretty shooken up. Well, yeah, of course. So I don't know why, why he, uh, I don't know. That's scary. That's scary. But like I said, there are a lot of people, missing persons that they're never found. And it's the weirdest thing because they're not even finding remains of, say, an animal getting them or them slipping and falling. I mean, they're not finding anything anything they're literally just gone they're not finding their clothes or their shoes or their game boys their game boys like they're not finding anything and in rare events when they do finding a missing person like you know obviously dead a lot of times they do autopsies on them and they can't even figure out what happened to them yeah that's the thing they're coming back inconclusive That's really strange because if science doesn't have an answer for it and science's whole deal is to give you literally this is exactly why this is happening or why this is not happening. Right. That that's the most peculiar part. Well, the theories are, you know, the biggest one where people are like lost or injured. Yeah. Attacked by an animal. Mm -hmm. And then the other ones are abducted by aliens. Word up. Which they're they're missed like they're gone. I don't know. I don't know how to explain that. Yeah. Like, it's very weird. Um, Bigfoot. Mm, Okay. People are still like, I don't know. I think Bigfoot. And Bigfoot, you don't find very easy. So their point is like, well, Bigfoot wouldn't leave backpacks laying around for you to find evidence. Yeah. They would use it. I'm I'm usually kind. uh, I'm kind of sort of on Team Bigfoot. Don't think it's Bigfoot. Uh, And the other big theory that everybody thinks is the Wendigo. Because the Wendigo loves the forest, so he would most likely, they would most likely be in a national park. Snatch you up. For like, I mean, think about it. It's great for cryptids because there's going to be people there, which if you eat them, yum, yum. There's there's other animals there. Also yum. Well, first and foremost, if you eat them, yum, yum. So you got your people and your animals you can eat. It's protected land. It's protected land. You aren't having people set up shop there. No, well-maintained. Yeah. You know that your environment is going to be your environment. And And, huge. I mean... And plus, if you're going to be somewhere like Yellowstone, they have those cool mud pits, those bubbling hot mud pits (laughs) at Yellowstone, and that's just cool to look at. So the Wendigo's like, I want that park because of the mud pits. This fits my steez. Yeah. I mean, they could be... Bigfoots and Wendigos and everybody else could be coexisting and not even run into each other in the national park. That to me, like the whole weird phenomena of lost time and or just all of a sudden you're in a different place or whatever else, that stuff is right up there with me on like excited level as animal mutilation. It's so weird because there's no explanation. I hope explanation. people like know our show before they just like, oh, I'll give this a listen. 110, here we go. And then they click like this section and you're like, that excites me about animal mutilation. I think that's okay because I don't <laughs> like that they're being mutilated, but... It's odd. I want to know why they are. And now I want to know why people are just getting doinked out of time and then blipped back into time. 
It's weird. Fifteen minutes or fifteen months later, with a with a satchel full of maps. Yeah, that's the creepiest story that I found. I thought that somebody was found alive with that, but yeah, you can dive into the books. There's six volumes, the Missing Four One One series, or you can actually watch it. I think we watched it on Hulu or something. It was super interesting. It was, yeah, it was really interesting. People mm. just not they're just losing track of time i mean so many people just going into the woods and just never being found again <sighs> it's very it's strange wacky. like that that is that is a legitimate fear of mine like especially when you and i've been hiking around parts where like maybe in a different state or something i'm always worried like well we could get lost forever yeah but then we just have to go survival mode we have been watching a lot of the show alone so maybe like we'll know how to catch a fish or something that so, yes, we just started watching season six. No spoilers, anybody or from us. But you know what? That is such a great show. It's an it would excellent be, it show. It would be hard. It would be hard. We we talk Lindsay's, Lindsay's defense mechanism. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with, with the show alone, it's 10 people. They're all split apart. And your job is just to survive in the wilderness for as long as you can. And you're I'm filming everything. pretty rough terrain. Yeah. Right now, they're in the, Ar- the part of the Arctic in Canada. And... You, there's no film crews, blah, blah, blah. It's just you literally surviving. But Lindsay's defense mechanism, she said, what was it? You would just lay down and see if you could bring soy milk and protein powder. Yeah, or just protein power, powder. Boil some water. Yeah. Put your protein powder in it. And just stay laying down. And just stay laying down in your heated you know, knapsack. She's covered in bed sores, but she made it three years. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't even wear a diaper the whole time. She didn't even want to come home. Like she said, I'm good. Just leave me here. I don't know what my defense would be in that show. I don't know like what my what my secret weapon would be. You would tire yourself out. You think so? Yeah. Because you'd try to do a lot because mm-hmm. you'd feel like you had to do a lot. Yeah. And then like you wouldn't eat and then you'd be sad. So I think there'd be a lot of crying. I was thinking and about a that lot too. of being tired. <laughs> I was thinking about that too, watching it because this guy had to kill a squirrel that he felt a spiritual connection with, and he cried afterwards. And I get it. Like if you haven't eaten, <laughs> if if you haven't eaten in two weeks, and like it's your only buddy out in the wilderness, you you're gonna cry when you have to kill your squirrel. And I was thinking, I don't think I told you down the stairs. But I was like, <laughs> man, I would cry all the time on the show but it would all be about things about like animals and like the wilderness and the lessons i'm learning (laughs) it would be one day and you'd have like all footage of you crying yeah i just feel like i've really learned a lot of lessons and then it would cut scene day two nine o'clock a.m and you're tapping out yeah i'm tapped i feel like i've just learned all the lessons i can Okay. Well, Speak- should we do a little haunted <laughs> housekeeping since we're learning lessons? Yeah. Why don't you lay down and get some protein powder in your boiled pond water, mm-hmm. and I'll cry on a duck, okay. and then we'll reconvene back here. Okay. Okay. Well, we will see everyone. Get your tears and your ducks ready. We'll see everybody in the haunted housekeeping zone in three, two, one. Do you have any questions that you've been bottling up about your neighbor who you think might 
actually be a succubus, but who might actually be a ghost posing as a succubus? Well, you're in luck because you can call our not so brand new, but still new and shiny, state-of-the-art, aerodynamic, spooky spouses hotline and ask us any question that you want. We will hear your question. We will try to answer your question. We Sometimes we help. And sometimes we don't help, but that's okay. So do you have any questions about if your plants can actually hear you talk about your murder plans coming up? If your cat has another family that he's been secretly hiding from you? If you think one of your legs might actually be somebody else's leg? If there is a monster actually under your bed and your mom is wrong? Or if you think you can get Bigfoot on speakerphone and maybe let us talk to the Bigfoot that lives behind your house? Call our hotline whenever you want. The phone number is 803-816-2667. And if you're looking at your phone when you type the number out, which most people do, and you feel like, hmm, that number isn't spooky enough. 2667 spells booze. There you go. Which that is eh, 5% scary. So again, the phone number is 803-816-2667 or 803-816-BOOZE. Call anytime you want. We'd love to hear from you and we'll answer your questions on our show. We are also part of the scavengersnetworkparty.com. <laughs> you can find us at scavengersnetwork.com, us and a bunch of other podcasts. If you would like to support us or any of the other shows on the network, you can donate one to $500 million and get extra bonus content. What we hit, We've done swell spells. We've done collabs with other people. It's really fun. Yeah, if you go to patreon.com slash the scavengers network and become a patron and help us keep the lights on or help us keep the lights flickering because it's haunted. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just a small joke. You can. You can get access to, like Lindsay was saying, we've done some spells, some collaborations. There's some Myth Takes bonus content. There's some WIDK bonus content. And there's a lot more bonus content coming up. And we're very excited about it. So again, patreon.com slash the scavengers network and become a donor if you like our show and you want us to keep making the show. Or if you just want to check out all the other shows on the network, maybe dipping your toes in the scavengers Network or the Patreon pool, go to scavengersnetwork.com, do some browsing, some poking and some prodding, and then just take a gander. We also have a merch store where you can get some crazy, spooky, fun, great merchandise there. Maybe 2020 is the year you want to start using a coffee mug. Maybe 2020 is the year you want to use, you want to start using a mouse pad and just cut the crap. Maybe you don't have any clean shirts and you're like, you know what? I think I'll just order a spooky spouse's shirt and then I'll be good. You can do that. I mean, you can literally buy whatever you want. You're an adult. It's your money. And if you would like to keep up to date with our show, you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram at spooky underscore spouses. You can send us an email at spooky spousescast at gmail.com. Show us some love. Follow along. Write us something. I don't know. Yeah. And if you'd like to, you can rate and review the show whenever you'd like, if you'd like, or just help us spread the word about our show by telling a buddy of yours. Or telling an enemy. We don't care. We'd also like to give a shout out to Eli Chambers. He is on Twitter at Eli Who Does Music, and he has written the theme song that you hear at the beginning and the middle and the end. Say maybe you just want a theme song for making coffee in the morning. He can do that for you. Say you're starting a podcast about how you think your dog has been scheming to eat your body the second you fall asleep. Eli can make you some theme music 
topic specifically for your brand new podcast that you're going to start. Maybe you're like, hey, Eli, I woke up this morning. I'm crabby and I want a song that makes me even crabbier. Yeah, he can do that, too. He's a little bit of a warlock when it comes to tunes and sounds and sonic waves. That's because he has flute arms and I think he has trumpet thighs. He does have trumpet thighs. <laughs> so follow Eli at Eli Who Does Music and have him write you some tunes. He's good at it. Hey, Eli, do you want to help me make an improvised fantasy adventure podcast? Hey, Ty, that sounds fun. Do we want to bring in all of our friends to play with us? Nope, just you. Okay, will I be on the whole time? Actually, no, you'll be on for three to six episodes, and then we'll bring on another guest. Okay, is one of us going to be the main character? Nope, you're all just going to be side characters in a larger story. Okay, but this podcast is going to be hard to find, right? Nope, just look up Side Character Quest on whatever podcast app you like, or just go to SideCharacterQuest.com. Okay, but you promise not to kill my character, right? No promises. Uh, oh no. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Hopefully, during the Haunted Housekeeping Zone... You, what are we saying there? You check out the Patreon. You checked out our website, SpookySpousesCast.com. Call our hotline. You called our hotline, 803-816-2667. Maybe you bought a Spooky Spouses mug or a Molly blanket or a shirt. Or you went to, you called Eli on his phone, even though we don't give you his phone number. But I will right now. Bleep, 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 bleep. That's his phone number. <laughs> and then if you if you say that into your phone, it'll call Eli. And then you ask him to write theme music for whenever you change, whenever you empty the dishwasher. You know, whatever. <laughs> okay. Well, well, Lindsay, I know I teased last week that I have a big story that I want to unpack. Yeah. But I want to save that for when I have more time at the front of an episode. Okay. So I will do that one next week. Okay. But I also found something that I couldn't not talk about, which I'll get to after a little bit of breaking booze, which happened February 3rd, 2020. Can you guess what state it happened in off of those clues? Ohio. No. Here are my clues again. Ready? Russia. Fe- February 3rd. Yeah. That's my. Those are my clues. This year. This year. It's in the U.S., uh, Ask me a question. Maybe I can narrow it down about where, this Where, what did it take place? In the U.S., somewhere in the South. Texas. Close. Alabama. Okay. Recent Bigfoot sighting in Alabama. Now, this is one of those cool cryptozoology news ones where it's just the literal questionnaire that the person filled in, so nothing's been edited. So we're hearing this is as close to the real story as we can get. Did they call it the Bama Bigfoot? No, but I don't know why they don't. That's a great one. Sorry, I don't know. Bama Bigfoot. I saw one of them Bama Bigfoots. You know what? Shucks, man. I saw one of them there Bama Bigfoots. <laughs> and mine had an R at the end. Yeah. Bigfoot. I don't know what kind of accent that was. Wouldn't you like it? I don't know. I'm there. Baby Bama Bigfoots. <laughs> Does that sound cool? I have no idea what you just said. Okay. Well, this, the person's name and exact location of the sighting have been redacted, but everything else is the same. Or everything else is not redacted. (laughs) This is from Cryptozoology News, and it was uh, sent in by a 33-year-old Dollar General employee out of a city in Autauga and Elmore Counties in Alabama. February 3rd. The first question. How long did the sighting last? The person says... 
The actual sighting was just a second, but I had something thrown my way and heard whistling as well as grunting for about two hours. Okay, so let's play hmm. pretend that this was actually happening. Hearing, yeah. hearing whistling and grunting in the woods for two hours is a long time to hear one noise in the hours, except for like bird calls and stuff. Yeah. Hearing a bunch of birds for two hours, big whoops. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Sorry, what? Lindsay, I just want everyone to know. I Lindsay, did. Lindsay yawned so big, and it's very funny. It's ten. It's uh, it's like barely ten o'clock. Well, and Lindsay know, just yawned really big, and I just thought I'm it was. Sorry. I thought it was so funny. It's late. You know, most Bigfoot stories are kind of all the same. I'm just letting it go. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, well. Okay, my bird question wasn't very cool. So here's the next question. <laughs> oh, all right. I swear I'm listening. Oh, I know. I okay. legitimately, I think it's very funny. Okay. What were you doing at the time of the sighting? I was deer hunting. Okay, now we're getting into the meat of it. Describe what happened with as many details as possible. Wait, First, I thought this was a Dollar General employee. Yeah. Well, they, I mean, they, they were are. deer hunting at Dollar General? Well, you know, there's typically people work about eight hours a day and then they can go home and they can do their hobbies. And this person likes to deer hunt. I know, but why would you, who cares where you work? Yeah. Well, they, they said that to Cryptozoology News. They said, I work at Dollar General. I guess that they felt it necessary okay. to say that. All right. So, okay. They were not working. <laughs> they were not working were at hunting. Dollar General. Okay. They were deer hunting. Well, but I think in, the, in some Dollar Generals in Alabama, aisle six, it's like replicated to look like a forest and there's live animals. You're just going to hunt. Yeah. And it's okay. a buck. It's a buck to hunt. I got to my stand that is on the edge of a swamp at about 3 p.m. I'd only been in my stand for 10 to 15 minutes when a heavy piece of wood hit a tree about 10 yards to my right. I wasn't sure what it was chalked. Huh? I wasn't sure what it was, but I chalked it up to being a limb falling or something like that and began or and then went back to watching the field. Probably a good I probably a good guess. I think so too. Probably oh, I heard yeah. a loud noise in the woods? Probably the woods. Hmm. I wasn't sure what it was, so I would just continue hunting, but keep a lookout for what could be making those noises. That continued until it was dark. I was about to get ready to leave in my stand when I heard a stick break to my right. I was thinking it was a deer coming out of the swamp, and when I turned around, I saw about 15 yards away something that was very dark and about seven to seven and a half feet tall, broad shoulders, and looked like it didn't have a neck, kind of like how bodybuilders look with their big shoulder muscles. So you don't think it could have been a bear? Oh, I thought you were going to say a bodybuilder. You don't think it could have been a bodybuilder? It could have been a big, strong man in Alabama walking in the woods. Dressed trying, like a bear. Dressed like a bear trying to pull trees out of the ground. Could have been. Throwing sticks around. Are there bears in Alabama? Sure. Yeah, sure. Why not? I feel May like there's bears everywhere. Are there bears in Ohio? Yeah. Yeah? I think there I are maybe know. a little bit. Yeah, I don't know either. Brown bear. I thought there was black bear. You know what? Are you looking up? Should I? No. I'm going to look it up. All right. Yeah, I guess you're kind of doing your own thing. You let out a big yawn. Now you're Googling stuff. <laughs> well, I got to stay awake. Historically, black bears roamed the Buckeye State. Unfortunately, unregulated hunting and habitat loss rendered bears. <sighs> they're not in Ohio. Okay. Um, they haven't been since 1850. Wow. But it says today, Ohio is 
again, home to a small but growing population of black bears. So it kind of just contradicted itself. So thanks a lot, Google. We need to write Google a really nasty email. Yeah, and then it goes on to say, Ohio bear population is estimated to be anywhere from 50 to 100 individual bears. That's not a lot. So if we see a bear in the in the wild, that's kind of a rare little fun thing. Yeah, it really is rare. But I like how it said that there are no bears, and then it said, well, actually... What? There are no bears. Maybe and that's just what? its way of saving itself, because it's like, well, I'm Google. I can't be wrong, so... I will say that there are not, but I will also not say that they're not. So it's kind of like our show where we don't really speak authoritatively on a lot of stuff. Yeah, we're pretty much like Google. Wow. Yeah, I know. Mind blowing. I didn't know. I didn't know we were so smart. Cool. Okay, looked like a big uh, muscle man. Had long matted hair and a large cone shaped head. It was too dark at the time to make out any details like facial features, but I had enough light to see the outline of what looked to be a tuft of matted hair coming off its left-hand side. When I turned around, it saw me and I squatted behind some bushes. I didn't want to disturb it and I was filled with a feeling of dread that I've never felt before. And the person, or and then Cryptozoology News said, what did it look like? Blah, blah, blah. Person again said, seven to seven and a half, seven to seven and a half feet tall. Looked like thick matted hair, broad shoulders, and that's it. Have you had a sighting before? No, is what this person says. Mm. So that's it. That's all. Somewhere in Alabama, I guess there was a... Bama Bigfoot. It's Bama Bigfoot. Okay. I found a story recently that I'm yeah. going to share. And I... Good. I read a little bit of it. <laughs> but not all of it? No, because it was, to me, just the title seemed so funny um right. i'm not trying to set it up i'm not you know it's like describing a youtube video it like already becomes painfully unfunny yeah but i just got very excited about it so i wanted to save it and share most of it in real time with you and everybody else i'm ready for it i think everyone else is ready too i hope so get your yawns out everyone here comes this here <laughs> comes this this is from the subreddit humanoid encounters Okay. Wait, and encounters with humans? Humanoid. Oh, human-like things. Okay. Hum- like human-looking I, cryptids. Oh, I was going to say, I I come encounter with human-like things all the time. Yeah? Like what? Like people. Oh, okay. <laughs> like humans or like Molly. Yeah. Well, Molly's She's not. Ki- she kind of is human-like. I mean. How? She eats dinner when we eat dinner. She like tells us things. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, speaking of that. Yeah. The title of the story, and this is immediately what drew me towards it, which most titles do, a bipedal sheep said, good morning to me. Oh. So I got really stoked. But see, why can't Molly be a humanoid then if he's saying a bipedal sheep? Well, because Molly's not bipedal. She's She can be if she wants. Well, she jumps. I guess she's temporarily very yeah. quickly bipedal when she jumps for a little treat. So this person saw a bipedal sheep and it said, good morning. Yep. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. Where was this? Uh, here we go. I'm diving in. All right. Pardon the throwaway account. Oh, their their account is literally possible throwaway is what their username is. But I don't want my IRL friends to think I've lost my mind. This event took place a few months ago. There really isn't much to say, but I don't understand what happened. I live on a farm out in the middle of nowhere that raises sheep and goats. I usually get up every morning around 7 a.m. to go feed them. But something peculiar happened on this specific morning. <laughs> they started talking. They Look said, who's talking now. Ba 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 edition. <laughs> they said it's about time. 
I'll try to cut off most of the useless details. Well, I wish you wouldn't. But I did my usual morning routine and then went down the feed, or I, I went down to feed the sheep. I went down to the fence when I saw something odd at the far end of the sheep pen. At first, I thought a sheep was hanging from the fence post. But as I got closer, I realized that the sheep was standing on its hind legs. Okay. Okay. All right. The realization made me freeze in my tracks. About 10 feet away from the animal. I'm very quietly, I'm very quietly crying as I'm reading. Okay. <laughs> At first I thought a sheep, oh, that's, oops, oops, oops. I just stood there in silence for a moment. After maybe 30 seconds of standing still, the sheep turned around. <laughs> the sheep turned around and looked at me. <laughs> And it wasn't holding on to anything. It was just standing on its own feet. Yeah, it was just standing there like a person just hanging out, just enjoying the morning. Hmm. It turned around and looked at me. It didn't even seem phased. I was watching it. It just said, oh, good morning. (laughs) (laughs) See, I don't know if I'd be like scared. I think I'd be like, this is a a once-in-a-lifetime situation. Oh, good morning. (laughs) It said, oh, good morning dropped back onto all fours, and went to eat with the rest of the sheep. The voice was definitely a man's voice. Do you think someone was just hiding? No, because they said it went down into a sheep. It was standing up on its legs and looked over and went, oh, good morning, and then popped back down to be a quadruped. And yeah, then Okay, it was standing up on its hind legs. Yeah. Uh, Another person that like is a family member or works on the farm is hiding behind the thing and they're like, oh, it's standing up. I'm going to make it sound like it said, oh, good morning. I don't know. That seems like an elaborate ploy. Yeah. It seems, you know, well, what you don't seems, know what the sheep's going to do. You know? you know, you know what seems more feasible hmm. that this sheep literally said, oh, good morning <laughs> and dropped back on. I really hope that it did. I do, too. The voice was definitely a man's voice, but it sounded off. Like a man who had just been roundhouse kicked in the throat. Okay. Oh, good morning. <laughs> I was going to say, what does that sound like? You, you do one. A good morning. Oh, good morning. <laughs> I genuinely have no clue what happened here. Yeah, you do. You think a sheep said good morning to you. So you have what literally. What else is there to understand? Yeah, you got it. You, you know what happened. A sheep said good morning and it sounded like a man that has been smoking a pack a day. I don't live near any skinwalker territory. So that's out of the question. And it wasn't malicious in any way. It was actually quite polite. As insane as that sounds. <laughs> oh, good morning. Huh. Is there even such a thing as a harmless skinwalker? <laughs> I'm not schizophrenic and I know I was not hallucinating, okay? I just don't have a clue what I could have seen. And then the top I tell you what you saw. You saw a sheep say good morning yeah, to it you. It said, Oh, good morning, and was really cool. Did you really say cool. anything back? Probably not. They're probably Rude. scared. The top comment underneath just says, Well, ask him what he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, that is kind of true. Like, if yeah. he can talk already, then why don't you just ask him about it? Or what if you said, oh, good morning, and you said, hey, start conversation. Right. You know, our generation these days, they're, they're terrified of having conversation, especially with sheep. Just say hi back. Be like, how's the weather today? Great. How's the weather for you as a sheep today? Yeah. And they'll go, oh, it's fine. It's, uh, we get a little bit warmer, you know, because of all our, all of our wool, but you know, we've, we've learned how to regulate it. I would 
would uh, what would you ask a sheep if you okay say he could only respond to one of your questions okay so you get what like literally you get one question right away yeah is it the exact same situation you walk out it's the morning you just got done feeding the chickens you have your coffee you walk out to the sheep pen and you see a sheep standing up on its hind legs yeah and then and it you turns know, and around you're like and you're basic it basically is like you know the etiquette of like i get to ask one question to the sheep it says oh good morning and then you say your question yeah what would what would my question be you have one question to ask the sheep that's really hard sheep questions because <laughs> i was thinking like ask it what its favorite sports team is but to the, see if it's a person in a sheep's body but the hard part about it is like is this sheep or humanoid or whatever it is going to know knowledge about other things? Or is it literally going to only know sheep questions? I would say, can we talk again sometime soon? That would be my question. When? And what if it just said no? Then there you go. Case closed. Then you're like, okay, I guess I know that I'm never going to talk to that sheep again. I'd say, hey, can we? It'd say, oh, good morning. And then it popped back on all <laughs> fours. I'd say, can we do this again sometime? Just to like keep keep that door open and make it seem casual. Uh-huh. And I would hope it go, I guess so. I hope that's what it would do. I would ask it if it liked the food I was feeding it. That's a good one. That's really good. And if it said no, then I'd be like, well, I'm going to keep doing it. Tough crap. <laughs> you stay around, so. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good question to ask it. Because I want to make sure he's like into what I'm cooking, you know? Well, wouldn't you want to, if the sheep said, no, I actually, you know, honestly, I think it's revolting food. Then maybe then, I would consider doing something different. And then and then you, you might be able to follow up question. Is there anything that you would like in particular? And then maybe you could tell by the sheep's eyes and say, oh, I get one question a day. So then you wait for the next day and then ask the sheep, what do you want me to make you? Then because you asked that and if it said the food is revolting, then you keep serving it the same gross food because then that way that sheep humanoid will eventually be like, well, I want her her to change the food, so I need to talk to her again because I told her already I didn't like it. Yeah. And she hasn't changed it. I want either noodles so or it's, potatoes. It's frustrating. Yeah, I can see how that would be frustrating. Or lasagna. Mmm. Cheap I, lasagna. I do love lasagna. <laughs> well, that was um, that little quick story, and I thought it was very funny, and that's it. That is pretty funny. That's the first time I think we've brought to the table of someone talking to a bipedal animal that wasn't like, say, Bigfoot. Yeah, I think you're right. Linz, do you want to take a little voicemail from our haunted hotline? Yes, I do. Let's do a little we short. We haven't taken one in a while. We haven't. We've been sick. We've been just chat. We've been chatty. We what, What's the word? We've been being chatty Cathy's. Yeah. So now it's time for a voicemail. If you want to leave a voicemail for us, you can. It can be about anything you want. The phone number is 803 816 Two six six seven. Call us whenever you want. We love hearing them and we love getting them and we just like it. Ready? Ready. Hi, my name is Melissa and this is my daughter Naomi. She wants to ask an important question. Like very important. Is there such thing as a game ghost? You know, stuff that, like a ghost that turns on games when you aren't looking and when you turn around all of a sudden your game's on and then... Our music is on, like, daddy, daddy, please, daddy, daddy, please. That's a very important question, whether or not very important. our game ghosts. Thanks. Bye. Very well, Melissa and Naomi, I think for sure there are game ghosts. 
I would I would think it would be silly if there were not game ghosts. Right, because like there has to be. Everybody likes games. Yeah, I don't Oh, do you think Now, let me let me ask this question because I got excited about it. And it's not do you like the food I'm feeding you? Yeah. It's do you think before because Naomi was asking specifically it turns on your games or your music when you're not looking. Right. Back in the day, before fancy video games and f- super fancy music, if there were like board game ghosts. Well, that's what I was kind of thinking about because really a talking board or a Ouija board is a game board. That is a game for ghosts. So it's the OG game ghost. Oh, yeah. That's a really good point. Vintage game ghost. And then like as technology progresses, it's just more and more, I think, these game ghosts have gotten hipper. Yeah, now I'm going to be Red Dead Redemption 2 Game Ghost. Right, because I'm really good at that game. Now I'll be Kesha Ghost. I'm going to be Sonic the Hedgehog Ghost because that movie just came out and I remembered how cool that game was. Yeah, that ga- those games were very, very cool. Mario Ghost. Now, okay. I mean, but there are ghosts in Mario too. Like maybe they're just letting you know that like there are ghosts here. What if the ghosts, all of the ghosts in Mario were actually captured souls and they Ooh. lived inside of the Mario world. I think that's a really good theory because where, why are there ghosts in a plumber world anyways? <laughs> that's a really good point. <laughs> so I think that they originally weren't programmed in the game. I think you're on to something. I think that they are just captured souls in the game. They might be. Huh. So, okay, if you were a game ghost or a music ghost, are they the same thing or are they different? Game ghost, music ghost. I would like to think that they're like in the same school or the same university, mm. but like they're kind of different. Like it's like a Hufflepuff or a Ravenclaw. Okay. So if you were a game ghost, you could only turn on one game. What would it be? And then you were a music ghost. You could only turn on one music. What would it be? Um, Game ghost. I mean, I was always a big Mega Man fan. There we go. So I think Mega Man would be cool and you get Rocket Dog, you know, That's in cool. the later ones. That's cool. Music. I don't know, maybe just something like real obnoxious because you want to scare the person still. Yeah, true. Like maybe like, I don't know, just something real loud. Corn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about corn because that, that's just too much, I think. Maybe the national anthem. Maybe the wiggles. That'd be fine. Like the wiggles come on full on. Yeah, full blast. Full blast wiggle party. I would turn on the game. Uh, I want to say Stardew Valley. That'd be a good one. Yeah. But also, we we just talked about Mario, and Mario for Super Nintendo was always very, very fun. So I would turn on that game Mm -hmm. because it was fun. You get Yoshi. Ha, ha, ha. It's very fun. (laughs) I would turn on that game, and the music I would turn on would be... uh, This is not going to be a very funny answer, but recently I just listened to the national anthem for Bangladesh. And I would do that one because it's actually very, okay. it's actually very pretty. <laughs> okay, just the same song. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. all. Well, I think that's good. Yeah. So Naomi uh, and Melissa, yes, there are, but usually they're they're fine because all they can do is affect your games and your music. Right. Like I think they're so sidetracked and worried about their own thing. Their that, own high scores. That it's like if you have a game ghost, you're actually pretty lucky. Because then you don't have a spooky ghost. You have a game ghost. Yeah, true. That's absolutely right. Okay. You don't have like a laser, like a laser gun ghost. Yeah, or like a eat your lunch ghost. Don't. I, yeah, we can't even talk about that because that scares me. Eat your dessert ghost. Okay. Those are the worst ghosts. You have to stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm terrified. 
Well, I think that's the end of our show. Nice. Well, we, we would, did it. We did. You know, we did do it. I feel good about it. We're no longer sick and I feel energetic and I feel vital. Yeah. I yawned, but. Yeah. Well, you're tired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we would like to thank our special flute armed. Uh, what did I say? Viber slap butt friend Eli Rexford Chambers who wrote the music you heard at the beginning middle and end of our show well you we hear, you will hear at the end of our show you can find Eli online at Eli who does music he's very nice he's gentle yeah he's got flute arms and everyone knows it We'd also like to thank everybody at the Scavengers Network. If you want to check out more podcasts on the Scavengers Network, you can go to scavengersnetwork.com. You can also follow us on Twitter or Instagram at spooky underscore spouses. We have merchandise. What else do we do? Uh, we have, we a, have Patreon, a Patreon. Patreon.com slash the Scavengers Network. You can go to our website, spookyspousescast.com, and get your fix if you need a fix. I guess. I don't know. Of Spooky Spouses. Of Spooky Spouses stuff. We also want to thank everyone for listening to our show. And if you could, if you feel like it, if you if say say this is your first episode and you and you think, hey, I kind of like it, why not just subscribe, <laughs> you know? Then just subscribe. And like if the worst comes to worst is you don't ever listen to us again, at least you subscribe to our show and it makes us feel nice. Yeah, that's it. Uh, maybe just sharing it with a friend or two or whatever. That's all. We don't, you know, hey, we don't ask for much. We'll be your white elephant gift. That's fine. Yeah, we don't care. We have no shame. <laughs> we we think we're dumb, so it's fine. <laughs> well, until next week, please have a good one. But I hope, I really hope everyone sees some sort of a bipedal farm animal and it says what's up partner or something like that yeah and if you do please let us know because yeah i think this is a whole nother category of fun things to talk about Mm -hmm. i think so too um i hope everybody stays not lost in the woods true um and that you have just a really good bipedal humanoid week yeah me too eat some lasagna this week treat yourself talk to a game ghost play online shred (laughs) (laughs) Okay, great. Well, we will see each and every one of you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Alphabet cereal. Try it again. Um... Alphabet cereal. Okay. ABCs, maybe one, two, threes. Okay. A lot of fours. Okay. Do you think there's an even number of one through nines in alphabet soup or cereal? Absolutely not. What? And you think there's more fours than anything? No. Well, what do you, okay. Which one do you think there's the most of? Yes. Great. Thank you, Linz. Bye. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. PodCube. Podcasts from the past delivered to the future. 
With PodCube's pseudo-linear 4D adiabatic qubit streaming technology, you can select any point in history and record it for personal gain. What was the group dynamic with Australopithecus? What brand of cigarettes did the Spanish Inquisition smoke? Was Leonardo da Vinci a pants guy? Or a shorts guy? You can discover with PodCube. PodCube's patented, time-agnostic, articulated Newton mechanics allow for high-definition streaming of 8 petabyte per second audio from any time or place in space or time or place. Our Galileo Pod delivery system is unintrusive and designed to blend in, no matter when or where it goes, to deliver your PodCube. Listen for yourself to the flagship PodCube podcast, Alabaster's Haberdashery, recorded on location in 1880. The finest bespoke headwear, highest quality garments, and most humble haberdashery in the heart of beautiful Prumpleshire, UK. Search PodCube, all one word, in your podcast app, or visit poweredbypodcube.com. PodCube, the future is yesterday. Big well.